Hey everyone, welcome back to But Why the Podcast, the podcast where every week me, Kate, Adrian, and Matt talk about different things in pop culture that people say matter and ask the question, but why though? Before we get started, we want to make sure you head on over to our social media pages at But Why Though PC on Twitter, Facebook.com slash But Why Though PC, and of course our Twitch channel where we stream video games and, you know, just have fun. Twitch.tv slash But Why Though PC. And if you're feeling a little generous and want to support us a little bit more, head on over to Patreon, where you get show extras, shows a couple of days earlies, as well as all the fun perks that you can find at patreon.com slash butwhythopc. And as always, thank you for tuning in. Rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. It helps other people find us. And that's all I have. So enjoy the show. Today we are giving our spoiler-filled review of Marvel's Ant-Man and the Wasp. As always, I'm your host Kate, and I'm here with Adrian. Hey, how's it going? And Matt. Hello. And uh, yeah, so Ant-Man and the Wasp came out on July 6th. We're recording this on July 8th, so a little bit after. And uh, what were y'all's first impressions of the movie? I thought it was pretty good. It's, it's funny. I mean... I don't think it was anything outside of, like, my expectations or anything, judging by, like, the first Ant-Man. I just expected, like, a lot of the same, you know, like, more backstory. I, I assumed it was going to be centered around, you know, finding the mom and everything. Um, but I thought they just have, like, the same humor and everything, which pretty much did. So, my, I was thoroughly whelmed. <laughs> thoroughly whelmed? Yeah. And the end stuff is just, like, you know. Just give me that at the beginning, and I think I'm excited for the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> Matt? I mean, I enjoyed it when I walked out. thought it was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't groundbreaking of any sort. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I that was cool. It wasn't out of the box. It wasn't anything unordinary. I, mean, I didn't watch the first Ant-Man, cause I, but I mean, this one went bad. They gave me a little villain before the movie, so I was caught up. Yeah. Oh, by the way, thank you, Draft House, for doing, like, here's a breakdown of the first movie before you go in to watch the second movie, because... Yeah, yeah. Zafani had forgotten the first movie, so we're like, all right, we'll just watch it before. And then we get there, and they're like, oh, well, I guess you could have just done this. Yeah, but, <laughs> this this works, know. too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was, to copy Adrian, thoroughly whelmed. Um, it didn't blow away expectations, it didn't underwhelm me, it was like, I got everything I wanted out of it, um, and it's, it's, it's just a really good sequel to the first Ant-Man movie, um, and I get a lot of Wasp, which makes me very happy. Yeah, so. I mean, it's, it's a good, I, mean, I wouldn't say palate cleanser, because I don't think anyone needs their palate cleansed after Infinity War, I think you just need to accept what happened in that movie it's a good but movie a that good, you're not crying in yeah it's a good follow-up like in the you know in the sequence of these marvel movies it's definitely a good one to have and not like another like heart 
wrenching, uh, you know, I want to cry thing. So it's definitely well well placed. It, it does its job as as intended, I think. Uh, so I guess let's go into some numbers real quick on what it's made. So from boxofficemojo.com, because they should be sponsoring us right now. I have reached out to them. They have not emailed me back. So somebody who's listening Come right on. now should try to try to Come get on, that box office. for us. Um, but so far they've made 76 million domestically and 85 million foreign. So 161 million worldwide. Um, that is more than what it made when it first came out uh, from the first one. So that's a win. I mean, it's kind of like everybody expected it to do this, you know? It just, it like, Ant-Man was never high-billed, and the first one, like, performed what, like, what Marvel wanted it to perform. So this is, it's what I expected number-wise. Actually, probably a little more than I expected number-wise. I thought it would have more, actually. Yeah? Just... I mean, after I mean, it's been what three years since the last Ant Man, so like I think people like understand yeah. that it's underrated. Well, I thought people thought that it is underrated because it's one hundred and sixty-one million, even meeting its budget, like its public's budget. Um, so as sounds, of right now, I don't think so. Yeah, so that's that's, yeah. that's lower than I thought it'd be. I thought it'd be at least two hundred million, you know, and then kind of just coast from there. I thought it'd have a big weekend and then just kind of coast from there. So. Yeah. I think for me, like, because even, like, if you think about it, it's been three years since, like, the last one came out, but we've only seen Ant-Man in, like, Civil War since then. He's kind of just not been around. So I, I can kind of understand people not coming to it, especially if they didn't even bother watching the first one or, like, ah, this isn't a Marvel movie. It's a heist movie type people. Yeah. Um, but I, like- I would have thought that at least... With what Wonder Woman pulled, that people would be stepping up and supporting the Wasp in the same way. I have been gravely mistaken about this, according to Twitter. Well, I, so. I also I mean, it was just they marketed the hell out of this movie, like did, and really like well. Of, like this movie was one. Of, well, I'm just saying, like this is one of those movies where like they put it into like car commercials and like all this other stuff. So I thought it would do because uh, their Wikipedia says their budget was 162 million. And that's I don't know if that's with or without marketing, but I hope they make their money back like soon. They'll be fine. Ish. Um, what what day did Wonder Woman come out? I don't remember. Well, because they came th- out in March. The only thing I'm saying is it is interesting. I would like to look at because of this weird week that we've all had. Of July Fourth was literally the middle of the week, and so yeah. depending on which way you leaned, there are a lot of people that celebrated July Fourth over this past weekend. Yeah. Versus the other weekend, because it's kind of like not like in the middle, you end up getting the split divide. I don't know how July 4th weekends are for movies. I haven't actually looked into that. Um, all the draft houses were basically sold out like all day. Yeah. Because we tried to go to the movies on July 4th and we couldn't. So I think it's a big movie weekend. Or big movie I don't day. know if it, I said, I don't know if it is big. I know it's a weird thing because it's been messing with a lot of stuff because of this whole like it's in the very dead middle of the week. Yeah. Because usually if it's like a Thursday, you're like, oh, we're going to go at the f- day or two after. If it's like a Monday, you do it the day before. And Wednesday, you're kind of in this whole split depending on what your work and how your yeah. schedule falls. So like, they could have benefited from like July 4th being on a Friday. <laughs> they could have benefited from this or they could have hurt from this. I don't really know, honestly. Yeah. That's why I haven't ever looked at July 4th numbers. I just know yeah. it's been a weird week for us in general. And I know from a lot of people I talked to just in their general schedule because of that holiday being in the very middle. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I just honestly think people are still don't give Ant-Man the credit that he deserves and definitely don't give Wasp the credit she deserves. In all honesty, I just don't think they get the play or focus as much as other superheroes, which I guess is kind of the MCU's fault. But then again, like, it's been wrapping up, like, three other trilogies. So, like, you can't really, you know, force something in there. There's a lot going on. Um, I don't know. It was a great movie. So let's get into that <laughs> before we, like, get sad over numbers. Um, <laughs> but that is yeah. as of, like, midday Sunday. So it could get more for its four-day. I'll see how that goes. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. So, um, Adrian, would you like to put on uh, Luis's hat and tell a story of Ant-Man and the Wasp? I mean... I'm, I'm no Michael Pena, uh, who is phenomenal in this movie, by the way. Like, I wanted to have, like, more of, like, a serious role, but, like, I'm also completely okay with him just uh, being Michael Pena. That's it. Before this movie, <laughs> I was like, I don't want Michael Pena to be the butt of the joke again. I hate that part. But then he was on screen, and I was like, he plays this so well. I so, can't. Like, he plays it so well. So does he need his own solo movie? No, he does not. Yes, he does. Um, <laughs> with him and T.I. and the other guy just uh You know what? I would watch systems. that, though. I would watch them. <laughs> or even, they like, a start, web series. Yeah, they should start doing, like, uh, like Pixar does and just, like, put, like, little shorts of uh, them, you know, selling stuff. Or that at least, like... Or, like, this is what they should do. They At the beginning of every, like, Marvel movie, like, they should just have, like, Michael Pena do, like, the synopsis of everything you've missed up until that movie. And that would have been everyone scary. would be caught up. And then people would care about uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. And they would be like, whoa, where's this from? And then they would go see it. It's just, uh, give me a million dollars, Marvel, is basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> for coming up with this great idea. I think that's a great idea. I, I do want them to make him Giant Man, though, because Giant Man... Uh, there's a Latino giant man, and they could easily make Michael Pena giant man. But this is going into fan theory territory, so yeah, he just wants he just wants a suit. He doesn't even care about the power. exactly. <laughs> um, I, I don't I don't know if I can do that, Michael but I can give you a quick synopsis of the movie. It's not a very like in depth movie. Um, you kind of get what you get out of it. So it, it starts off, um, kind of. In so in the first Ant Man, they basically kind of just like redo the story of Hank Pym telling Hope what happened to their mom. And if you watch the first one, you know that the mom is in the quantum realm because she basically saves the day when this missile shoots over. Um, and then we start the movie. Uh, then kind of we get into the movie with Scott Lang, and he's been under house arrest for was it two or three years two after years, the. I think? Yeah, two years after the events of Civil War, where he went over uh, to help Captain America in Germany. And then right like three days before he kind of was able to be off a of house arrest, um, he... So, like, so my, my question, did he... like did, cause they, at, So, Captain America shows up, right, at, like, mm -hmm. the floating... Um, at the cell so like did he break out or did they just or did they just or did Captain America just like leave him there 
See, that's what I was confused about. Because, like, now that I'm, like, like reading this, like, synopsis, I'm like, did he just get left there? And then I was did under... Jimmy Woo, like, pardon him? Because that's really messed up if they just left him there. I was under the assumption that they broke him out, but he turned himself in because of his daughter. That's what I was under the assumption of. At least with how um, the detective, like, explains everything. Like, they don't do a great job of explaining what happened. But, like, that was yeah, just Yeah, because, like, I literally... Thought. Everybody else is broken out <laughs> and, like, on the run, and they just kind of left him there. Uh, which I would hope that Captain America was like, hey, just stay here for a little bit, and then you'll seem like the good guy who didn't leave, and then you'll be good. Um, yeah, but it doesn't happen. Uh, oh, three- I just got really sad, because I'm like, where they were just like, everybody, let's go form a new team. Not you, Scott Lang. <laughs> yeah. Not you. They're like, who, who the fuck is this guy just sitting here? Stay there. Uh, but anyway, Aww. so he's under house arrest for two years, and then um, a few days before he's he's up, before he's up, Hope, who is the Wasp, um, played by Evel- Evangeline, I mean, Evangeline, Lily, Lily, um, kidnaps Scott Lang because they because Ant Man has this like vision of the mom, and then sends sends Hank Pym a call, so they kidnap him, and they hate his guts. They're so angry at him. I think they're overly angry at him, in my opinion. He kind of stole their, his tech and, like, abandoned their team and didn't tell any of them where he was going. I thought he was kidnapped in Civil War, though. No. Yeah, he was, he was kind of kidnapped. I he was like, kind of kidnapped. I think he was kidnapped in Civil War. He pops out of the van like, where are we? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was not kidnapped in Civil War. And at least they don't make it seem like he was kidnapped in this movie. I thought he was kidnapped I mean, in Civil War. I, 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 never I feel thought like he they was just kidnapped. threw him in the back of the van and, like, Captain America was like, he said, like, hey, Captain America needs your help. And, like, was he supposed to say no to Captain America? I mean, he just seems very excited to see everybody for a guy who was just kidnapped by people. I mean, I don't know if he's – maybe he was just, like, low-level kidnapped. Oh, did they really – they really take it – they took it off Netflix. I was going to fast forward to that part. <laughs> Stupid. Um, Fans, let us know. Was Ant-Man – Kidnapped. I just thought it was weird. Work. I was like, well, what do you expect him to do? Like, not go. I just remember he had, like, stuff on his head and he was, like, knocked out, I thought. And they woke him up at the end of the van to get out. Like, oh, we're here. Let's go. Well, I thought that was because they didn't want him to know where they were going. That's I usually that's what happens kidnapping. when you kidnap somebody. No. <laughs> that's what happens when you kidnap <laughs> I don't think he was kidnapped. I think I don't it was, know if he was I think kidnapped, it's because but nobody I just think but they... Falcon knew who he was. Yeah. Nobody else true. knew who he was. So, like, nobody else, like, could trust him. So, yeah, because Falcon's the only one in, in Ant-Man, um, Ant-Man and Falcon like end up fighting each other. And so Ant-Man's the only one. And that's why they have like that little like word yeah, stuff that... back and forth because they're the only ones. But if I'm like Cap or somebody else, I'm like, I don't know who this dude is. He has superpowers. Why are you bringing over here? Don't let him know where we are. He might tell them. That sounds like a kidnapping to me. <laughs> it's not a kidnapping. I guess if I that threw somebody like... in the back of a van, put some put some over their America head and not going to tell them no. where we're going. Uh-uh. That sounds like some weird influencing, um, and then they just left him there in the prison. This is getting really sad. <laughs> um, but basically, um, Hope and Hank Pym are trying to, but what do they call it? The quantum tunnel or something? It's a quantum as, tunnel. Yeah, because as Scott Lang says in the movie, they just put quantum in front of everything and yes. then just go with it. Which I thought was uh, the best line that he has during the entire thing whenever he talks with them. It's like, so we're just going to put quantum in front of everything? Yeah, because even in this... Um, so as they're like trying to get the device to kind of finish off their big device to go 
in and get hope uh, to get Hope's mom. They are attacked by what this Wikipedia plot summary says as a quantumly unstable masked woman, uh, who we know as Ghost, um, because she also has some stuff going on, and she will also wants to like have the tunnel built so she can kind of unfaze herself. It's not. I mean, it's explained, but I think it's like I wish they would have done more with her character because she seems like a dope. She seems like a dope character that I don't think they did enough with. I don't know how y'all felt about cool and had such a good actress. Like that actress was really good. Yeah, like, she when she's had giving... like no lines really or Yeah. Like her she's like genuinely scary, I thought. Like when she when she kid or like when she knocks them all out and they're all like tied up when they when they try to go back and steal from her again. Mm-hmm. She delivers some chilling stuff and some compelling lines. Yeah. And her I think you're right. I think she is too cool. Like that power is too dope. Like, imagine, like, that fighting, like, a Captain America or something like that. Yeah. Like, that'd be super cool. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I I think coming off of, like, when we talk about Ghost, coming off of Hela or Vulture, Hela, Killmonger, and Thanos, Ghost just, like, out of all of those, like, maybe four villains back, I would have been okay with her, as is. But not not after I've gotten that slate of Marvel actually giving us great villains. Yeah, I think yeah, I think I think you're right. Like four movies ago, she would have been like top tier Marvel villain. Yeah, four movies ago. Which I mean, like, and it, it's like a minor gripe for the movie, but I would say like my only gripe for the movie is kind of her. It's it's just not a strong villain, and she could have been. She looked really freaking cool. Yeah, when she comes in and fights um, Hope, it's dope. It's a dope fight scene. Like her powers are awesome and it's really uh, cool because it's also like the first it's like the first and only time you really see hope kind of like having to adjust because she's not like capable in that moment which is real like it's great to see a hero who is extremely ca- capable kind of struggle and like show that she does need somebody else um because yeah. like she would ghost what killed her without ant-man <laughs> yeah and it's minor so. she's also biracial which is nice yeah that's really also nice really to see. cool but anyways, they get away from her as our heroes usually do in these movies. Um, so they they get away from her and they go off because now because like now not only are they on the run from like ghosts, they're also on the run from like the FBI because the FBI wants to bring down Hope and Hank because their association with Ant Man and then the Segovia Accords and all this stuff. So oh, and so like, and Walter Goggins's character too, the black market dude. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's kind of just, like, thrown in there, too, yeah. for kind There's of, like, the laugh factor. There are, like, too many people yeah. to run for. I think that's the problem. Like, if they had tightened yeah. up the story and just, like, oh, I'm Walter Goggins. I'm going to be a scary evil dude again because I'm the scary evil dude in all these movies. Basically. Um, I'm going to call the police. That's my end of involvement. And now the FBI and, like, they could have yeah. taken that out. Yeah. But then he shows up again. It's, it's just really weird. There's a lot of running around in this movie. Um, Which, I mean, it is an effective heist movie in that way. Yeah. yeah you got some <laughs> cool chase scenes and everything like that that they show like in the trailers, which is nice. And like the Pez Candy Hello Kitty thing during I the still chase love scene with that. them is still pretty good and kind of works pretty I well. I just liked the. Uh, I want to know if the. Whoever choreographed the scenes when she like puts the salt. And like the and the salt blocks everybody off. I'm like, is that? Oh, salty? that seems so I, good. Well, one, it was really good, but also I was like, did they do that because of salt? Like, making them salty, or like they they, they making the the reference there, like using salt. But 
think you're thinking way too. I am, but I, I thought it would be funny. But it's also going to be a great gift when it comes out on um, on Twitter and it stuff. Is. So it really it's going to be is. a good one. Throwing salt, like literally. I'm waiting um, for it. <laughs> so, so towards the end of the movie, um, Hank goes into the quantum realm to go grab Janet after they, they kind of like quantumly located her, um, following her basically possessing Scott Lang, which is a great scene. Like, I don't know, uh, Paul Rudd has like, like moves himself into like upper, upper echelon of acting in the Marvel universe because of that scene for me. He, he essentially does, what is it? Uh, what's his face? The guy, Anthony Hawkins. Yeah. Anthony Hawkins. He essentially does the Anthony Hawkins playing Loki playing Anthony Hawkins. Or playing yeah, exactly. Odin. So Paul Rudd does the Michelle Pfeiffer playing Janet, playing Scott playing Janet. Yeah, basically, <laughs> and that helps them give like the precise location. Uh, but because they're on the run, because they need people to like protect, you know, the their giant suitcase um, suitcase building suitcase science lab. Um, Hank goes in to go grab grab Janet. And which, and then they have like the fighting between everybody going on, but they eventually get her, and we go into the quantum realm, and it's kind of cool. And like the, like I don't know, do you know like what they were, man? Like the, they're really like cute the, little. Like, I want to say tribal bites, but they're not tribal bites. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't like, remember exactly what they call. They do mention the name in there. I remember they had a whole entire study. Janet they, like explicitly says they're because, cute, but because they hurt they, you. Because there was a giant article and study that came out of them finding them, and they were like the known as like one of the cutest little organisms ever yeah they almost eat hank they're like giant uh space cow whale things they're adorable they're like tiny little manatee looking things yeah see that's what i'm saying there when you, you can type in I, cutest I animal I, I literally typed in cutest little animal in the world and it popped up uh, <laughs> i told you that's what that's why it's a these adorable little animals will survive nearly any global apocalypse where's their name uh, tardigrade. There we go. A tardigrade. Yeah. Those things, yeah. So, um, they eventually go in and get, uh, Hank eventually gets there and meets her, but Janet has, like, these quantum power things now that they don't really explain and I'm really confused about, judging by our at our, our Wasp episode where, like, she didn't have that, I yeah. didn't think. I, well, I think, and Ash would probably, you can probably ask Ash over Twitter, but, like, I think... Because um, if you remember from our Wasp episode, we talked about how Janet's exposure to the Pym particles means that she doesn't have to use any of Pym's tech to actually grow or shrink in size because gotcha. of the exposure to it. Um, so unlike Hank um, or Scott, um, so like unlike the Ant-Man, she controls that herself because she's had so much exposure to it. Um, which also makes me question, he, should she get, like, faulty, like, equipment? And so, like, she got more yeah. exposure to it than Ink did. But anyway. What was she oh. eating for 30 years? <laughs> That's what I was thinking, too. I thought that as well, but we're Where does she get the cloth from? I wanted to know what she had <laughs> makeup on. I wanted to know how she got the cloth thing. Like, you see her suit, like, where in the suit says that she has, like, this kind of veil cloth thing. I didn't understand that. But and she the makeup too. Dope. You're right. She I mean, it was cool, but none so of it made cool. sense. <laughs> I don't care because she looked with like really the cool. kind of like war glaive 
wing thing on her back yeah. like was super cool looking i like that like she looks awesome and i'm like holy crap can we get a michelle like i i wouldn't mind like getting in event like somewhere down the line eventually seeing like michelle pfeiffer and hank pym having to suit up to like help out scott and hope like i'd be down for that because michelle pfeiffer just looks really cool I mean, that was the best she's 30 years gorgeous. ever in a quantum realm. <laughs> didn't have to eat, she didn't have to change, like didn't have to shave, boss. shower. Found cloth. <laughs> yeah, I really don't know where the cloth came from. Uh, but anyway, they, they pull her out, and with her new, like, quantum powers, she heals Ava or Ghost. So, like, making kind of, like, her whole thing kind of irrelevant. Like, she would have just waited. I guess she would have been fine. Um, but she gets stabilized, and then uh, Scott Lang returns home. Because throughout this movie, he's basically going to and from his house because he's on house arrest still because uh the fbi agent woo uh jimmy woo um i love played, that dude uh i can't remember his i'm trying to find his name because all, all i can think of is lewis from fresh off the boat fresh off the boat uh randall park yeah yeah he's kind of running in between them with randall park and they have you know a whole bunch of like quips and stuff like that and, and it's good stuff but he returns home and he's able to thwart woo's thing of trying to bust him because what they do is they put his ankle tracker on an ant who kind of like runs around the house um, as he's like uh, Scott Lang. And for whatever reason, it works while he's like playing drums and stuff. Because um, he mimics Scott's exact routine exactly. down to three hours in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the movie, Ghost and Bill Foster, played by Lawrence Fishburne, uh, go into hiding and Pim Lang in Hope are harvesting quantum realm energy to continue helping Ava. And I assume to kind of like usher in like a new kind of thing of energy. I would hope so. Yeah. Um, and then there's the mid credit scene. Yeah. Because like it also like they also mentioned the uh, time jumping when he's going. Yeah. Which in. is. Yeah. yeah. Which I kind of like waited for. I was kind of like waiting for them to say when this was placed and kind of like why he wasn't there. And now we know. Because he was in the quantum realm, and Pim, Hope, and Janet all got turned to dust. Which that's actually that's the other thing I'm. I, I understand it, but I'm just kind of like, you set up Wasp so well. She's not going to be in Avengers four, <laughs> at least not until the very end, and it bugs me. It bugs me so much. So much. I thought it was good. The whole my whole theater was like, whoa! I was like, oh. They did it. I didn't think they were going to do it. They introduced this character and they said, bye. I just don't think that's Later. <laughs> I just really don't. Ugh. But, I mean, it all makes sense because at the end of, it, like, at the end of Infinity War, like, you can already tell that, like, Avengers 4 is going to be to wrap up the storylines of our main Avengers. So it, yeah. it, it fits with the rest of the stuff, which makes sense. So. I got one. I got two movies left. <laughs> Doctor Strange two. I know that's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Um, one of the things that I want to talk about a little um, specifically is the chemistry between Evangeline Lilly and Paul Rudd is just amazing, and I think it's just because like Paul Rudd's chemistry with everybody in that movie is so good. Like, him, like, the way he, like, feeds off and, like, reacts to other actors is so damn perfect that I think it makes, like, the entire cast stronger for it. 
and it makes me really buy into um, Wasp and Ant-Man as a partnership, um, which makes me really, really happy. I don't know yeah, I, agree. I, <laughs> I was just, I don't know, Matt had any. Well, I mean, it was good. I, I guess just, I was just thinking the whole idea of like, I mean, I like the way Paul Rudd plays Scott Lang in this, but kind of if we go back to our Wasp episode, I don't really care the way Hope is. Why? I don't. But Hope's not Janet. Like, do you not like that Hope is extremely capable fighter? Do you no. not like that Hope's a scientist? <laughs> <laughs> like, what, I guess... what, what piece of Hope don't you like? No, because... I guess, no, I mean, I think for what they did to her, fine. But I'm talking about, I guess, looking at the way we talked about the loss and the way she was, I just didn't like that they made her straight scientist and, like, focus-driven. And, like, I just don't see, I guess, there, to me, I don't buy a partnership as much. See, I buy the partnership because you can't have two people be that logic driven and you can't have two people like the reason different partnerships work is because like you don't have the same personality going on like you need to balance it out like you need somebody to balance out scott because scott is really adaptive but he doesn't really plan he just kind of goes with the flow and jumps with it whereas hope likes to have everything kind of planned out and knows what she's doing before she's going to do it and so, like, for Scott, you need that to help with the long game. But for Hope, you also need Scott to help with that short game. And I think that that's where they really balance each other out. And I don't think, like, Hope isn't Janet. Hope is an entirely different character. And I think the way they introduced her, I think they also introduced her as a very, very capable leader. I, don't think, I mean, I guess. I don't, I don't see her leading any teams, sadly. Just I mean, because I, I, don't, do. I don't think she has, I just don't think she wants to. So do you? Okay. I think she's just like Hank. Basically, she will push people away, and she will want to be alone and do things her way. And I think that's fine. That makes you not a good leader. I think she can be a leader. <laughs> I think she can be a leader if she has to. Yeah. I think she can definitely be. I a think leader she's more she than capable to. of it. I just don't think her personality. Of I just think she would end up like with Hank's personality too. Of just basically they're very stubborn in ways. Yeah. They yeah. think they, I think I think that her character. I think she thinks that she can do it better. It's so like, why would she? Yeah. That's true. That's what I'm saying. I, I, don't, I don't see her really teaming up with anybody other than Paul Rudd because Which, of like their chemistry. So I'm, I'm kind of like I, I see I see like both your points. Like I think their chem, I do think their chemistry is great, but I do agree with Matt that I don't think yeah. I don't see. I I would love to see like how they introduce her with you know like her meeting Tony Stark, <laughs> like like so how good. that situation would go. That would be so good. You know? Yeah. I mean, like, I guess, too, because, like, I just, I also really want an A-Force movie. I think of any, of any of the crap, like, movies that, like, Marvel can pull out. Not crappy, but, like, out of anything that can get pulled out, I think an A-Force movie would be great, and I want Hope to lead it. But I guess I just was so blown away by the fact that I have an extremely capable person in front of me who's super smart and doesn't need anybody else. I was like, just put her in everything. But you do, it does make sense that, like... If you put her next to some of the other women, even in the Marvel Universe, it's going to be too many Chiefs. Yeah. I guess to me, I'm looking at like what we talked about. Obviously, we know this is not Janet, which is obviously kind of hard for me because I'm like, you literally just made up a character anyways because you cowards and skipped over Janet. Okay, leave that but, on the sideline. <laughs> but anyways, I guess I'm thinking of like the actual Wasp and Janet personality because the least way we talked about she had charisma and had everything else in this like leadership like we yeah. talked about reality TV show and yeah. then like going smart and everything and she wasn't this straight like scientist driven like logical yeah. person and it was like i guess we kind of like we way we talked about she mirrored captain america way more than she mirrored 
But you also have to see who her partner was because Hank was that at that time. But Scott Lang and the Scott Lang of the comics, like he's never like that. Scott is a likable dude, and so well, like if but you now introduce, they've turned her into lost, Hank. Yeah, well, that's much. what I'm and saying Hank though. Was but you pretty need, much didn't get along with anybody. But but that's what I'm saying though. Like you need to have that to offset it though. Like you can't have both of them doing. Well, that. that's like, fine for them to too. Happen. But I'm talking about if we introduce anybody else, I don't see it working. No, no, I could buy that. I'm just saying. Did you hate the Wasp then? No. Well, you're sounding like you didn't like her. I didn't. How did I say it? Uh, I did not say I didn't like her. I said I didn't care for the way, way her being that way, comparing to what we talked about last week. That's all I said. I have no problem with the Wasp, and I enjoyed her in the movie. But I said if I preferred, I'd rather have the character that we talked about in her long lost in her history of like that so type of personality. So it just goes back to you just wanting Hank and Janet. Well, I just think I would rather just have the Wasp or even Hope or whatever with that. Uh, personality versus, I guess, a Janet personality. Because even Janet doesn't even seem like... Well, no, yeah, Janet's not Janet. But, like, I think ultimately, like, you just can't have that personality with Scott because that's Scott's personality. Like, Scott is extremely charismatic, extremely talkative. Like, I feel like you could put Scott Lang in a reality TV show and he could host it. Like, that's the type of personality that he has. So, like, you need to balance that out. So I think it works perfectly... Because we Scott Lang is our Ant Man, and that's just how it is. Cool. So. I liked uh, the daughter a lot. Casey Lang. Oh yeah, that's right. She's supposed to be a superhero too. Oh, is she? she? I didn't know that. Yeah, she's called Stinger. Ooh, I would love to see her singer. Especially, well, I think like the biggest moment was when she was like, "You need a partner." Because, like, they put that part in, like, the, you know, the, trailers, the previews yeah. or in, in, and stuff. But she was like, oh, no, me. Like, come on, man. I felt like I'm here. Um, which I think is cute. That was a very cute scene. And kind of shows, like, that she has really great uh, qualities from Scott. You know, even though he's been, like, locked up for a little bit yeah. and stuff. I mean, we wouldn't really know just because our movie theater cut out. And we don't know if we lost piece of the movie. It cut out right oh. after he said, like, you're the world's greatest grandma, and then it cut out, and then it went back to them, like, almost being broke out of prison, or the police station. I'm assuming we oh, only missed wow. maybe, like, 30 seconds, but I don't know if there was any other yeah. lines. We got free tickets to go back, but it's also just kind of like, there's... I was like, yeah, yeah, right. That whole right. moment was pretty much ruined, because the whole thing cut out. It was yeah. like, oh! <laughs> you guys cut it at world's greatest grandma? Yeah, y'all missed a good chunk of the movie. I think. Because, like, it grandma's pretty early on. Well, yeah, no, no, it no, picks no. back up after, but, like, that's where it cut, and then there's a Yeah, gap. and I'm saying, like, I'm saying, like, world's greatest grandma to, like, when they're in jail or whatever, or, mm. like, when... That's, like, still, like, that's, like, a big... Oh, like okay. I said, I assumed we missed, like, a minute. That makes sense. It looked like we missed about a minute or so. You gotta so. go see it again now. Yeah, you gotta go see it again. If anything, just, um... To watch the ant play the drums. Oh, he's adorable. <laughs> no. Adrian, did you? What did you think about Hope's personality? Um, I liked her person. I mean, it's kind of like the same for the first one, right? She's kind of like, um, she's kind of like, yeah, she's kind of like Hank. Yeah, you know, he's that's given her childhood of like him, kind of like not talking to her while she was seven, and her mom died. Like, uh, I mean, I don't think it's a bad personality or anything. I think she's dope. She's a dope fighter. Um, but I don't think that she would lead an A-Force movie. 
as much as like an A Force movie would be super dope, just because uh, all those characters like on screen would be awesome, and give us just give us a She Hulk already as well. Yes, I will say that I don't want an A Force movie without a She Hulk. I'm still laughing at the A Force movie because everybody thinks Sequoia is going to leave Wakanda. She ain't never leaving Wakanda. That's what's hilarious when I see all those photos. <laughs> she's like, married stupid. to that country. She that, will never leave that country. People keep saying she's going to be probably She ain't doing shit with A Force. She ain't leaving that country. Y'all are stupid. Yeah. No. She almost stabbed her husband. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's going to stab her husband <laughs> over the country. But no, I'm going to go back. I do want to see Wasp and Black Widow fight. I just want to uh, see them fight each other. I think Black Widow loses. I think she does too. But I still want to see it. I think it would be really good. Yeah. I think Black Widow loses there. Yeah. I think if they fight hand to hand, like without, I think she has a better a suit, chance if she if they fight hand to hand. Yeah, yeah. If they fight hand to hand, I think Black Widow takes it. But just I don't think uh, she can handle her going big and small and flying around and all that stuff. Which I will say this because I know Matt. What, what was the sound effect that Wasp makes? Pew pew. Yeah, <laughs> they made that so much better, and none of it was pew pew. I think she only used the blasters when she was full sized. Yeah, I was thinking that she didn't really like pew pew anybody in the neck, which is probably a good thing. Because I was I was thinking about it the whole time I was like, she's gonna pew pew somebody in the neck, <laughs> like as a distraction, just like Matt said, and it's gonna come off terrible, and I'm gonna laugh because of what Matt said. But it go, happens, wa- so go okay. watch it. That's exactly what happens. You can YouTube it. <laughs> God. I watched, I actually did YouTube some of the Earth's Mightiest Heroes street scenes, and it's like, oh, what is happening to me? I'm telling you, oh, it's just like gnats are around, around me. me. That's all it is. I'm not being hurt, I'm just being annoyed. I, I, I do think that after all the disservice that's been done to the Wasp as a character, I think Hope really kind of like makes it known that she's important, in, in my opinion. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Um,. She brings, like, this This Hope, like, brings a, a cool character for the Wasp. I think that I'm just ruined because of Ash's passion for uh, the Janet Van Dyne Wasp, like, in the comics. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what we were talking about. Like, Kate's over saying I, like, don't like the Wasp. Like, no, I enjoyed what I saw, and I enjoyed her. But, like, if I had to go choose for what we, what we talked about last week or this, I would take what we talked about last week. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like I didn't like it. It was just... I would prefer the. I want my soup. I want my super fashion, superpower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also think too, like listeners, you haven't listened to a wasp, so go listen to that. Like essentially, like her personality is Scott Lang, main it, minus a lot of the humor, but like just like crafty, ingenuitive, like not necessarily. I guess I got her personality like, more as like Captain America, the way we talked about it. No, not necessarily like as in the. I well, guess see, ca- like, Captain America is more stoic. Like, I would say she's closer to Scott in that she's emotive, but she's also strategic, crafty, and ingenuitive. But I think Cap is too, like, you know, straight-laced for Janet. I guess it depends on, at this point, we're blending all these characters together. That's hard to see what we're saying, because I don't know if you can say, considering Captain America is still a high-priority fugitive at this point, I don't know how straight yeah. we can go. Yeah. He's a war criminal. Well, he, he, he does say, I'm done asking for permission in Infinity War. Yeah, no. Yeah. I also guess, like, this is where we just go back to the MCU has nothing to do with anything else. Yeah, it's pretty much where... <laughs> Where I'm at. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just, like, I've just been a little sad not seeing as much love for the Wasp on Twitter and stuff as, like, I saw for other people, especially because she's the first build female 
superhero. But I did tweet out. I was like, in the in a world where we tweet out about wanting so- solo movies for every every supporting character, out of everybody who has ever been a side character in a Marvel movie, I think the Wasp deserves that spotlight. And I love Gamora. Like, I think the Wasp kind of, like, overshone Gamora for me um, here. I'm going to disagree. I think I'd want Gamora over Wasp. I think I'd want a Wasp movie if she was like what we talked about in our episode. But I think she's, like, just too stringent and, like, straightforward for me to, like, buy a solo movie without having somebody else there to, to like, bounce off of. You Which I, I mean? also think is kind of the... Nice Which is why I think Ant-Man and the Wasp work so well. So if they, did, if they did, like, a third movie, I would love for them to be together again. And you can call it the Wasp and Ant-Man, or I, like, I don't think that matters. Yeah. But, like, having her with Scott Lang, I think, is where where they built this character to be, if that makes sense. No, I think it makes sense. I think it's also, like, another reason why I don't like it is because I think at this point we're trying to... Literally all the introduced characters are really trying to fit in this prototypical build. Yeah, I could see and that. And so it's kind of like, I thought, I was hoping we were going to get, like, the old loss of, like, super fashion, like, as we talked with Ash, with the, I guess, like, I want to show off my fashion sense and show, show off all the other stuff versus, oh, it's a new female character. We're gonna definitely going to make her a scientist. We're definitely going to make her very smart. We're going to definitely do this. And at this point, it's literally, that's all we've introduced over and over again. Well, I don't think Wanda's like that, like, at all. Like, I think Wanda's the farthest from that, but Wanda's, like, super emo and emotional, and I don't like... I, I love Wanda, because she's really Yeah, well, strong, she would... Yeah, exactly. And, but and, she's I, completely she wouldn't... different than the other ones. Well, I said, I just don't there. think... I think all of our new introduced characters have all been at least the same type of build. Yeah. I mean, I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so. Like, I don't think we have a whole bunch of, like, scientist women walking around. I guess it's not just even... I don't know. I guess like, it just seemed the way they portray them all, they all seem the same. Well, I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't think they're all like the same. But I think they are the same in the fact that like they're all kind of not like one note, but they're just not very dynamic. And yeah. I don't know if that's because of like how they're presented to us, like in the movies, and like if that's like a writing issue. Gamora is still the most interesting, I think, because we know more about her. I think that's really, really what it really comes down to. Because yeah. like the Wasp kind of all has only has like, well, her, uh, you know, her dad was an asshole and like didn't like love her enough. And then she kind of, like, built herself to be, you know, this dope, badass scientist. And that's all we, all we kind of really know. That's because yeah. that's all we really get in Ant-Man and kind of all we really get in this. But with Gamora, we have, like, you know, the Thanos stuff. The, Her the dad Batman. was an asshole yeah. and she built herself up to then hate him. To hate him and then she did something about it and she, like, had, like, all this stuff with, um, like, Ronan and, like, all this. Like, yeah. there's, like, more stuff there, yeah. I think. I, I don't mean, think I don't want a Gamora movie. I'm just saying, like, of all the ones that you mentioned, she's for me. She's yeah. the one who sounds the most interesting. I guess we should also kind of just get thrown off of like a cliff too. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess for works. me too. Like, I think the reason, like, I guess I agree with Adrian. Like, the reason they seem like that way is we don't have a lot of them really. But I don't think, like, I think the most like fleshed out, I guess, other than Gamora, is the Wasp. Like, she has a career, or she had a career. She's really <laughs> smart. She taught herself how to fight. Like, she taught herself. Like, she made herself. She didn't get taken by a government experiment. Like, Hank, like, all of the things she did, and you get this in the first Ant-Man movie, everything that she is is in spite of Hank and not, like, with his help. Like, he did everything that he didn't want. uh, She did everything that he didn't want her to do. And, like, having seen that context from the first Ant-Man movie, seeing her in this one, it's kind of like getting to see her stand on by herself without that, like, without somebody holding her back, 
which in the first Ant-Man movie, it is her dad holding her back like the entire time and her having to train somebody who she knows, like she could just put that suit on and take care of it, but her dad won't let her. And so she has to make him capable. And so to actually see her step up in this movie and get to like actually shine like that, like I don't think that she's like a lot of the other characters. I think I think it's the fact, I think all the ma- male characters that aren't like see? Bruce or Tony have that same like we smash things and fight real good but i think that's just these are action movies yeah i mean i guess it's just like what i felt like from the other characters of like we just fight real good and we do this and that's all the dude characters are too yeah i mean i I guess that's why all the dude characters don't get movies anymore (laughs) the reason why we don't have a hulk movie yeah literally but i mean i guess it's to me we were talking about because as i'm trying to clear my of like i guess we look at all of the characters as a whole they're all the same storyline to go. We have basically Tony goes in there. Doctor Strange follows in there, which Bruce kind of follows in that same thing. Which then, even though I think Peter's stupid at this point, but he follows supposedly in that same thing. And then her, she follows in that same thing. Then with Shuri, was in that same boat. We all there's just, just a lot of scientists. Yeah, we just all end up going okay. with this, basically the gen. I guess we had a character with a background history of being something other than super smart, and then had brought something else to the table. That they could have done with, and they basically went the same route as majority of the other okay. main characters we have. Yeah. No, I think it makes sense if you, when you put it like that with, like, all of the main characters, yeah. She does kind of fall into, like, the same trappings of the other guys. Are there more Are there more genius characters than not genius characters at this point? I think so. Yeah. I think so. That's kind of weird, I right? mean, it's good, per se, because you do want smart characters, but it is interesting. They do make we a lot of being dumb Scott decisions Langs. for being smart characters. Yeah, that's you. you know, <laughs> I mean, they do dumb stuff. It like makes the dumb stuff worse, given that they're like yeah, twelve PhDs and yeah, and stuff. Um, all I'm hearing from you, Kate, is that you want a Gamora uh, Wasp buddy cop movie where uh, they, you know, just go live their lives together. I'd be so happy with that. Do However, they like fly off the cliff together? I mean, is it like uh, the what's the movie? Uh, no, Delman <laughs> Louise. Yes, there we go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, because the wasp would throw a shrinky thing at her, and then she would carry her away and save her. Yeah, no, throw a big thing at her and have a giant Gamora fight. That oh, that would be dope. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, like, I don't know. I just really like the wasp. I think overall, and I think one of the reasons why I'm talking to her a lot is I think that this was um, the the director was saying that he sees this more as like a like a fe- like a, a first female led movie for Marvel and I think she like I, I do think that she really shone more in this movie than other pieces. But I think it's because it was her story and her finding her mom, her kidnapping Scott and Scott just like, guys, I just yeah. wanna go home. I yeah, have like a I, daughter. I, I don't want I have like two more days of house arrest. Leave me alone. <laughs> I don't want to go to prison for the rest of my life. You don't even like me. <laughs> I've been kidnapped four times. Because he got kidnapped a whole bunch in the first movie, too. But no, based on... But I mean, as much as it is that, I think it is well of... Like you said, their chemistry does so well that, like, whether it is... I think they're fine just having both of them in the same movie. Yeah. Because their chemistry works so well together. Yeah. No, I... I, Yeah. I guess, like, the more I talk about it, the more I kind of see them like a Hulk and a Thor. I don't ever want to see them in movies, like, without at least somebody who could play that other role. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like if it, I think it's just where we're. I think this is where we're at at this point. Like I don't want. I don't want anyone with solo movies. Honestly, really, yeah, that's probably yeah. Not to be honest. Too, well, I mean, I think the ensemble movies have just been way stronger than the solo movies. Yeah, at this they point. just really have. Well, I they mean, really there's only have. so much you can do with a solo movie. 
Yeah, an origin, and then that's it. Basically. Because yeah. even, like, the solo movies like Blank Panther, I would still argue, is a pretty an large ensemble movie. movie. Yeah. Um, which kind of... Homecoming, you still have a lot of Tony Stark oh, yeah. in it, which kind of helps it a bunch. And then you have the villain just being amazing. Like, But that's all you kind of really need for that. Like, do you, I don't think we need any more solo stuff. Yeah. Like, just give me team-ups. You're at, what, like, yeah. 18, 19 movies, 20 movies? Yeah. And we I, don't need no more intros. Yeah, and I think you have so many characters at this point. There's no... I just don't think it's... There's no point to... I guess if we go back to logistics, if you're only getting four movies, there's no point to have a solo movie and leave out one of your 20-something characters when you might as well throw three or four of them in there and so you can just spread out for everybody. Yeah. And then you can get more yeah. people into... You can fill more people in the seats if you build more characters. I don't think people yeah, realize that. Just... They keep talking about, we just need all these movies. I don't think people can realize there's only going to be maybe four Marvel movies a year, and two of them are probably going to be a contingency or sequel of some sort. So you're realistically only looking at maybe two, one yeah. extents out per year. Yeah. you got to be very selective what you can do. Yeah. Because, I mean, even Captain Marvel, like, they're introducing... Like, they're, like, the character... We don't know much, but, like, the characters they've casted... Um, really fill up to be an ensemble because it looks like they may have Monica Rambeau. So yeah. like, it, and she's also superior. So like, it looks like that's where they're going. But and we're I also bringing back in uh, basically um, Shield. Shield. Yeah, which I know everybody. Yeah, I mean, and, and that and that one's fine because it's also like in a different timeline. I'm talking about like, like present day. Like, I just can't see like why would any of these people be by themselves? Given yeah. unless like there's like some catastrophe, like where Tony's like chilling on a planet by himself, like. It's it's hard to say like oh well, why isn't the Guardians of the Galaxy together? Oh, you're like, struggling no- here. Why don't you just call your friend the Hulk to come? Exactly, here and help that's what you? I'm saying. Like, unless you're in the quantum realm or on another planet or another timeline, like I don't. Because yeah. I mean, like, even or you're in dust. Comics, like even in comics, you have them overlapping each other all the time. Like they're never truly by themselves, even in their solos. Because, like, that's a world, right? That's a world building. Yeah. It's a world where they can call each other up on the phone. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. I guess we should talk about Scott. <laughs> He's built well, all this I mean, I guess, too. I mean, I don't know how much I want to talk about Scott. We've been for a while. I mean, I guess to me, I'd rather talk about, like, I did not care for Ghost at all. Yeah, no, I think we kind of touched on it. Um, I thought Ghost was the weakest part of the movie, personally. Um, and I guess kind of, like, when you map it out, like we did a little bit, like, there were so many moving parts to the antagonist like, as an antagonist group for the story that I don't know that that's necessarily, like, the character's fault so much as it being muddled down with other things. So she came in, and I thought her first presence was great. And I thought, obviously, like, uh, Adrian said, that fight, the first fight scene, it was cool and everything else. But after that, I was like, you could probably literally cut her out of this movie, and it probably wouldn't make much difference. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's my problem with her as a villain, and then the entire, like... Well, people that, chasing I guess plot, it was one of those. You can cut out yeah, any one of those. That's what I'm parts. saying. You could cut out any one of them, but then it was kind of like at least you had the FBI and whatnot tracking all of them or whatnot. Yeah. That versus you had just basically her just trying to like do something on her own. Yeah. And I guess it was like out of the all of the things you had an entire organization, an entire crime lab, or you had like one person. Yeah. I just, I mean, it wasn't. She didn't do a bad. Just when we saw her, just I just didn't think it was. It seemed also, like you could t- cut, like you said, probably cut any one of those parts out and it wouldn't have really mattered so yeah. much to the movie. Like the FBI, I guess I thought was more needed. Yeah, I think the because, FBI is Because you needed. had the Scott part with there, like yeah. coming back and forth, which obviously brought in the other part versus her. Like I said, if you, I just felt like you could, sadly, I just felt like if you cut her out, it wouldn't have made that much of a difference to the movie. Yeah. Adrian? Yeah, I mean, I said at the beginning, I, I mean, she's cool, but there's just, 
they just don't do enough because they have too much other stuff going on. I personally think that the movie is too long, to be honest. I don't think this movie needs to be two hours. Yeah. And it kind of falls into like that realm that we've talked about multiple times. I think if you would have done this movie like an hour and 45 and cut off some of the other, you know, chase stuff, I think the movie would have been better. And you could have focused more on why we should care about Ava. Yeah. That's another thing. Like, I guess throughout the whole movie, like, I just came and I was like, oh, you're just kind of becoming more and more annoying. Yeah. And I, then, then I guess the whole point we were supposed to, like, care for her, which I got, but then we realized she's literally just a murderer the whole time. Yeah. She <laughs> wants to go murder Cassie. Or Casey. Like, she wants to literally go kill some kids just so she can live. And I'm kind of like, do we really need to make sure you live? <laughs> I'm not saying you got it fair, because obviously you were just into being an experiment, but, like, you didn't, I don't know, you didn't seem to make yeah. me want to care about you that much. Yeah. It, like, it was, like, Bucky-esque in that, like, they weaponized you and made you something that you didn't choose to be. But then at the point where Lawrence Fishburne has, like, saved her, now she's choosing to go threaten to kill a kid. So I'm just kind of like, eh. That would have made it more compelling for me, to be honest, if she would have went after him and then they had to, like, fight her off trying to steal the kid. That would I would have liked yeah. that more, to be honest. Rather than the Walter Goggins stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think if they had just cut him off, like, had him just be in the movie to call the cops on them, that first initial fight where he witnesses Hope and her, and then not shown up, it Well, I will say this. I mean, I could probably do that, except for the fact that, A, we lose the the Louise part. Oh, yeah, Which is probably one of the best parts of the entire movie, with the true serum. And then we also... Well, she she calls the cops... He calls the cops after that scene. So you still still have that scene. I guess that's true. I guess also, because I do enjoy the Pez dispenser car chase that car chase was really good i also like louise which sucks because like besides that they're not good but those are two actually really good moments in the movie and yeah. we kind of need those whereas That's i could true. cut out ghost and i don't really besides the first cut fight scene i really don't lose well much. she doesn't really have an epic another epic well, that's what i'm saying that that. she doesn't have anything compared to like the other part so if i have to cut yeah. out the weakest link it would be that part yeah over. that makes sense because then you don't get the wasp uh Doing the like in and out of the car windows and kicking some ass because that was really cool. Yeah, so you lose all of that if you cut out that part yeah. versus we only lose the first fight scene, which is still good, but besides that, and then you don't miss her being whiny to. Yeah. I also think, too, like, I think it may have been better if they didn't have Lawrence Fishburne in it, actually. I actually liked like, his character. Well, though. no, I loved his character, but I'm saying, like, if you're trying to, like, make her a stronger villain because she's billed as the villain, like, on all the posters and all that stuff, if you're trying to make her better, I think Lawrence Fishburne, Bill Foster, was so much better and had more lines than her that I cared more about him and his fight with Hank than I did about Ava well, getting stuff. Well, is that stuff. also a point because Lawrence Fishburne probably a better actor? Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this another one of those, like, oh, she happened to be, like, the person yeah. she was partnered with well, happened I, to be better than she well, was. Well, but, but the thing is, though, is, like, I actually think the lines, like, Adrian kind of said it, too. Like, some of the lines that she delivers are pretty chilling. Like, she's not a bad actress. I just No, don't I didn't think she was bad. I'm just saying, like, written, compa- what we're talking about, like, comparing. I don't think her script is nearly as, like hefty as Lawrence Fishburne's was. Which yeah, I, is like, which I, is a mistake when it she's Which is kinda like I said, like with as far as we can cut her out, is also one of those like if you can cut somebody out, there's also the opposite of point of that she looked like she was thrown in. Yeah. It sucks though, because I really like her and I really love her character design. Like her suit is amazing. Like her suit and everything, she looked really cool. It was just kind of one of those, yeah. by the end, I was just like, I don't really care what happened to you. Yeah, it was just a weak villain. It was a weak villain that's, like, great for, like, Phase 2 Marvel. Like, it would have been really great for Phase 2. Just not, at this point, 
there's too many like the rogues that we have she can't compare with them unfortunately because i think she looks really cool like i thought randall park was a better villain than she was in this movie randall park's just so good though are you asking me out for dinner do do you want to go get dinner don't you don't you call randall park a villain he's he's perfect (laughs) he's the purest of the pure um yeah i mean that's i mean that's pretty much it that's that's everything i mean we didn't talk a lot about scott i mean i i don't know what you guys felt i think he i just felt i got what i expected from paul rudd being amazingly paul rudd yeah no i think we've talked plenty about paul about scott lane to be honest because he like what you said at the very beginning he interacts with all the characters that like you can't talk about any of the characters in the movie without talking about uh, scott lang so i think i think we talked about him enough i think personally He's just a tree that holds all the branches together. This gym. <laughs> Accurate. Accurate. I also think my favorite scene of him as Giant Man is him using the back of the truck as like a skateboard to like get around. Those scenes are good. And Luis like picking like the hottest of hot rod toy cars was also really good. All good. Yeah. Okay. So I guess favorite scenes and then we'll rate it. Um uh, first wasp ghost fight scene, I think is what jumps out to me automatically. Um. Okay, so it's not my favorite scene for anything going on, but I do like when they're in the quantum realm between the silence and the mixtures of colors, and just the way they did it and portrayed it, I thought it looked actually really cool. It is really pretty. I got my cute little little targrady sea Tar-grades. cows. Tardigrade sea cows. But no, I think, I, I mean, obviously, it's probably not my best fight scene, but I, I really enjoyed that scene yeah. just because I thought it looked really well done. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite scene is honestly those car chases just because I love car fight scenes. I Like, that's my favorite part of any action movie is car fight scenes when people fight in cars. I just think they're really cool. Um, so that, that chase sequence through the Bay Area is probably my favorite. Um, yeah. Also, side note, I feel like they redeemed Hank Pym. I feel like now if you come into the MCU, you're not going to come into Hank Pym and think, oh, that's the dude that beat his wife. You're going to think that's the dude who loved his wife so much that he risked his life to go into the quantum realm. I think they did a great job with Hank. I was actually happy the way they did Michael, uh, Hank and uh, Michael Douglas. Yeah, I really loved it. Because so. yeah. it's one thing to have that storyline. It's another one if they're just going to keep beating the whole storyline to basically just kill your whole character. Yeah. I think right now, I think anybody, any kid who goes to this movie, like they're not going to think about Hank Pym that way. And I think that's what matters. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, so the movie right now is rated at a 70% on Metascore, uh, on, uh, on Metacritic. 70% on Metacritic. Um, it is a 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. Which is actually higher than Infinity War. Really? Look it up. 83, yeah. Infinity War's an 83. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, what would you guys... Uh, oh, yeah, and IMDb has it at a 7.7. Anyway, what would you rate it, Adrian? Um, I'm fine at about... Like, compared to the other movies, I think I'm fine with, it, with a 7 out of 10 for me. Um, it's not amazing. Like, if it pops up on Netflix, I'll probably watch it again, but I'm not going to go to the theater and, and watch this again, um, I don't think. But it's it's what I expected, so I'm good with good with 7 out of 10. I think that's a proper one. I think 8, like I think higher than Infinity War is, is too much, I think. Higher than Deadpool is also too much. I gave those two 10s, so I'm going to put this in at an 8.5 for me. Um, our rewatchability, mostly. 
and just like really like getting the wasp man i gotta rate it really high because of her <laughs> but i yeah. wouldn't give it anywhere close to perfect because that the villain like the villain stuff really kills it especially because marvel had been knocking him out of the park um so that kind of really sucks to see um but yeah 8.5 8.5 uh wasp roundhouse kicking bad dudes in the face and then going small and then punching somebody going big out of 10 how long did you have that saved for a little bit Um, I'd probably go with you probably about 8.5. Obviously, I think Deadpool, I enjoy Deadpool way more than this. Infinity War, obviously better. As much as the villain was probably a throwaway, I think at least the pacing was so fast that, it, that like, it didn't have to, like, rely on a villain, it seemed like. Yeah. Because you didn't need, like, a build-up to a big, bad, like, scene, like, with the yeah. other two. Whereas this one, the pacing was so fast. Which, I mean, it depends on whether you like it or not. But, um... No, I mean, I guess it's more far as what, eh, 8.5, I guess. To me, it's on par with, I, I don't know. I guess out of the Marvel movies we had come out, what did we have come out this year? Black Panther, Infinity War. Infinity War, and then I guess there's Deadpool and whatnot. I guess I'll put it right there with Black Panther. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that sounds good. I um, think just because I think the wash shines more in this movie than T'Challa did in his own movie, and it still kind of bugs me the more I've like rewatched and seen of it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, no, yeah, I think that sounds good. Um, also, it does benefit from having that heist pacing, like that really fast moving through things pacing. That's the only thing. Like, as much as I didn't really care for the the uh, villain it didn't bother me as much just because I knew the pacing in general was so fast that we didn't have to rely so much on a villain it was more of a time aspect time was your probably your villain yeah. more than anything and it only took place over three days too as always you can find us at but why though pc on twitter and make sure wherever you're listening to this that you rate review and subscribe and we just completely redid our website so go check that out but why though podcast.com and uh, you can find me at oh my myth Randier on twitter Adrian? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at SuperReese93, S-U-P-E-R-R-U-I-Z, 93. Matt? You can find me at XCon looking to find some better security. <laughs>